I was going to do a recap. We never got out of the cap. We just stayed in the cap. But uh, in Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 26, we last week had uh, shared this scripture about dominion, uh, how God has given us back dominion. Um, Adam lost the dominion, and uh, I know that many of the men in the room are going, wait, Pastor Andy, it's Eve that gave it away. No, Adam actually was responsible for dominion. Uh, God told Adam, the man, he said, uh, well, let's just read it. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And so subdue and uh, have dominion. Uh, This has to do with rulership. So we um, have been called uh, to rule and to reign. Adam lost that by giving, when he sinned, he switched spiritual fathers. Satan became his father uh, because Satan is the father of the dead. God is only the father of the living. And that's why when Jesus came, he said to Nicodemus, uh, he said, unless a man is born again, he will not see the kingdom of God. What what does that mean? He he really meant uh, re-fathered from above. And so, so when you get born again, uh, you switch from having Satan as your father and God becomes your father again. And uh, we know this uh, when, when Jesus addressed the Pharisees, he said, you are of your father, the devil. Uh, but, but what people don't know is if God is not your father, your father is the devil. There's only two spiritual fathers. And uh, so, so Adam gave uh, dominion to Satan when he said, sin uh, because uh, who, when, when he became his father, he became Lord over what he was Lord over. And the scriptures say uh, that Satan is the God of this world and he rules in the children of disobedience. And he had that right because Adam gave him that right. So Adam being the first Adam we're speaking of, uh, uh, Christ comes and he's actually called the second Adam. And so, so what's interesting is because Satan uh, was able to deceive um, uh, Eve and Adam was in disobedience and caused the whole human race to fall. So now uh, that, that means that in one man all died. But the, the cool thing is in one man all could be made alive. So Jesus came, becoming that second Adam, and he actually took all of humanity into himself, meaning Adam until the end of time. He took all of humanity into himself, and he suffered the full penalty of our sins and rose from the dead and sat down at the right hand of the Father. So now, through him, we can rule and reign again. We are back in our position of ruling and reigning and taking dominion. So what people don't realize and think about is the same thing that needed to be dominated that was in the garden and on the earth then is still here now. So when Jesus showed up, got in a body, he walked around showing us how to operate. How to operate in this world. How to take dominion. 
how to live that ruling and reigning life. Demons would cry out before him, and he would say things like, shut up. Come out. They're like, have you come to torment us before our time? Shut up. He said, what is your name? (laughs) They're like, And they're like, we are many. He's like, whatever, get out of there. Shut up, come out. So he showed us how to do it. Satan himself starts presenting stuff to Jesus to get him to bow down. What does Jesus do? He quotes the word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Okay, that didn't work. Takes him up to a pinnacle. Incidentally, when he took him up to the pinnacle, there had been many self-proclaimed messiahs that threw themselves off of that thing. And Jesus was like, throw yourself off. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. He kept going back to the word. So he's showing us how to take dominion over the voice of the enemy, contradictory voices that would tell you things that are not accurate or in line with God's word. That's how it all began, is Satan going, did God really say? Challenging the word. So there's things that are in the earth uh, that are not just natural things. We know that, that Satan gets on natural things, and that's how he got into the garden, was Satan, uh, it, who is a spirit being, got into a natural being. It was a snake, and he came into the garden in that form and began to talk to Eve. But listen, Satan, demons come on people with clothes on, some without clothes. Creatures. He's saying, I I have given you authority over all these things. Take authority over them. Everything that creepeth on the earth. There's still some things creepething. Things are moving around. Getting into your proximity to cause trouble to you. When When it says that he gave us authority over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Well, we know that there was a serpent that got into the garden. But he's not talking about the the natural thing. He's not talking about the scorpion itself, the serpent itself. He's talking about demonic powers. And then it it ends with, and over all the power of the enemy. So he says those two things, and over. That means that those two things are also powers of the enemy. So we have the ability, um, when you talk about serpents and scorpions, uh, you know, we are actually quite a bit bigger than them. Don't you you guys realize that, right? And uh, here in Nevada, in Las Vegas, you know, uh, we've decided to pipe in all these palm trees and beautiful things that shouldn't be here. We're a a desert, and I realize that there are deserts with palm trees, but we, we really, they're not natural to our area. But with them, we brought in the bugs called scorpions. Scorpions love palm trees. They live in them and hang out in them. And there's some scorpions that are deadlier than others, but they're not really that pleasant to have around as pets. 
but yet people have become uh, comfortable with having things around in their lives that should not be because they're not taking their dominion over those things, exercising their dominion over those things. And we need to begin to recognize the power of the enemy and where we need to take authority. What we need to do is draw some lines and do some spraying and squashing and, and doing some things that would eradicate our particular area of those things. And so with Adam and Eve, they, they, did, they failed even managing the garden, let alone the earth. And so Jesus has restored it to us now, though. We are not just like Adam and Eve now. We are now uh, super beings of authority, having the authority of Christ himself. That we are in him, and this is an eternal position. This is not just for now, but we will be ruling and reigning for eternity. This is just simply a practice session here on the earth. And when we become filled with God and understand our position, then we just act differently. And people that come at you and and try to give you a hard time and all the voices of this world, it just becomes like, shh. I'm a child of the living God. Offspring of God Almighty. The maker of the heavens. He hung the stars in place and and he breathed into me when I was inside my mom. He breathed me into her and and I began to form all my sinews were formed and and I came out into this world and, and he is all about me. I am fearfully and wonderfully made by God. He even knows all the hairs on my head. Doesn't take him long to count. One. Has empowered me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 2, in verses 5 through 8, it says, For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come. He didn't do this for the angels, whereof we speak, but one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. We saw that that's Elohim. That really means that we have been made a little lower than God himself. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things, everybody say all things. All things in subjection under his feet, for in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. Now, this is a clause, but now we see not yet all things put under him. In other words, we have the authority over all things, but all things are not yet subjected. That's what the deal is. So we have the all authority. We just now need to get that other stuff that's unruly. You know what I'm saying? You will obey. Back down. Snakes, we drive their head into the ground. We squash scorpions. We say, shut up, come out. We say, I don't think so. (laughs) This is my planet. This is my city. This is my community. This is my church. This is my family. This is my body. We take dominion. And literally, over all things is all things. Listen, I know that we can't necessarily see the universe, but we have authority. And it's, it's amazing that our little, tiny, little, minuscule, tiny, baby, little galaxy, that there are, are like billions of them, 
And you can't even see, you know, all of our planets without the proper scope. And yet he has given us authority over the whole thing. And we're still working on managing our stinking bodies. I'm just working on my body right now because it's trying to talk to me. (laughs) It's okay. You start expanding your dominion from your own body and expand your dominion to your family. Expand your dominion to the neighbors. We are in charge. Everybody say, I'm in charge. So, so uh, he's, he's placed us uh, over these things and them in subjection to us. They are to subject themselves to us. In Hebrews 2.8 in the New Living, it says, you gave them authority over all things. Now, when it says all things, it means nothing is left out. There's nothing left out. All things is all things. Praise God. Hallelujah. But, well, there's, no, no, all things. Well, I, I've seen, no, all things. Well, you know, Pastor Andy, my family, we have this passive. People having this, and it's passed down from them. You know what? When I got born again, uh, I believe that all of my ancestors who were stuck on stupid stopped right there. Every detail. And I know and everybody's got, well, I, you know, we, I, I love my family. Look, we love Jesus. We love his word above everything else. And, and thank God for good, good families, decent families. Praise the Lord. But listen, spirit is, is thicker than blood. And the word is eternal and your family is not. Heaven and earth will pass away, all of it with fervent heat. Only the word of the Lord will be eternal and will last forever. So we have to be able to, to become uh, in, that, in this zone where, where those things don't affect us anymore. Because you know what? Uh, the enemy will say, oh, you're all alone. You're all alone. Nobody cares. Nobody loves you. And nobody... Listen, God loves you. And if God before you, who can be against you? But we must align ourselves with him and stop actually compromising God's word for family members. Oh, my goodness. See? See, you guys t- are taking me there. But we make all kinds of people in our life like a God. When you put anything before him, you've made that a God. And the Bible says you can't serve God and money, you know, mammon. Well, listen, money can't save you, rescue you, or stop all of the unseen enemies that are against you. Only God's word can, and and faith in him. But when you elevate people or things to a position that God's supposed to have in your life, you have now diminished your authority. Y'all with me? And so we need to guard that. We need to protect that and say, oh, no, no, God first. God first. God first. God first. I'm going to serve God if nobody else does. I'm going to walk in love if nobody else does. That's a tough one, isn't it? Hallelujah. You wonder what the true test is of godliness. Walking in love has to be it. 
Or if you love God who you can't see but don't love, it's like, how can you do this is what it says. First John. How can you love God who you can't see and love and not love your neighbor who you can see? So a test of godliness and a test of us putting God first is just walking in love regardless. But we can't put people before God. Compromise and and change ourselves so that people will like us and love us and think more of us. Do you all understand So I do walk in love towards people, but I'm not going to compromise the word of God so that they think I'm cool. Yeah. Oh, you in a team player. No, you're just on the wrong team. I am a team player. I am a team player. I want the the church. I want the, the body of Christ. I want us to be strong and healthy and whole. When people don't get on board with that, they're not on the team. They're working against the team. So we as as the church are the eternal ruling factor forever in the cosmos or universe, however that may be defined when it's all burnt up and this is all that's left. We are going to be it. And we are in a practice session. Of, of ruling and reigning while we are here in subjection to him. Glory to God. I can hear people's wheels turning right now. So we had, we had uh, actually visited these things in Revelation. We know that um, in Revelation chapter 20, an angel comes, grabs Satan to lock him up for a thousand years. Uh, one angel comes to lock him up. And of this moment, we see another scripture that says, this is the one that deceived the nations. This is the one running around the earth doing things. This is who God was saying uh, that we needed to subdue when he said it to Adam. And this is who we are to do here in the New Testament now that it's been restored. And the answer is yes, there are still creeper things out there that we need to dominate. We need to rule over. And uh, that word dominion, incidentally, is, is uh, actually supreme authority or sovereignty. Absolute ownership is what we have here in the earth. And uh, the word dominant, translated dominant, um, is commanding, controlling, or prevailing over all others. Overlooking, commanding from a superior position. We're seated at the right hand of the Father. Y'all with me? Being the one of a pair of bodily structures that is more effective or predominant in action. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I'm in charge. <laughs> Woo. Praise the Lord. Demons still tremble. You are dangerous. You are dangerous to the enemy. You disrupt his gig. You change the atmosphere of a room just by walking in it. People, come, people don't even know why. Some people are greatly irritated by you. Their demons don't like you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's so sad when Christians are Ubering, but it happens. Christians will pick up demons and devils. You say, well, how does that happen? Unforgiveness, bitterness. <laughs> There's a, there was a book um, uh, written by a man. It was an amazing 
prophetic book, but he said that he saw in the spirit, he saw that when, when we talk about each other and downplay each other and badmouth each other, that demonic vultures would land on us and do their business on, you know, foul things, crazy stuff. Hallelujah. It's called The Final Quest. Amazing book, amazing revelation. So we try to avoid those kind of things. And we don't want to be passengers. Excuse me, we don't want to give rides to those kind of beings. Hallelujah. But we are to dominate. But it looks different. It looks different. Praise God. While we walk in love, encourage, strengthen. Y'all with me? Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Well, that was just a little bit of a recap, and I'm, I'm uh, out of time. I know they gave me all the time I normally have, which I didn't have, but uh, you guys have, have uh, been such an amazing group this morning, hungering and pulling on heaven, and uh, we appreciate uh, your heart to do so. It makes it real tough to just do business as usual. Praise God. And uh, again, uh, that is relative. We do want to teach the word, and it needs to be taught, but yet... The Holy Spirit, he helped people with things I had no idea that they were going on in your life. And that's what we want. If you'll pray, if you guys, uh, just side note, if you will help um, every time before you come to church, if you will believe God for the supply of the spirits. Y'all with me? And that would change how you hear, actually. And change what happens even in your own uh, hard in your own life, but it also would affect, of course, the whole congregation if there's a corporate expectation of a supply from heaven. Because we go out into this thing and God wants us to rule and to reign. And so there's strategies of the enemy against what you just heard. To, to rob, you know, the, the birds that come for the seed, you know, the illustration of the sower, the birds, those are demons. They come to steal the seed. Why is the seed so dangerous? Because if it breaks forth in buds, that would be fruit that they do not want to have happen. So, so be mindful. You wonder, you know, some of our worst arguments are after church. What's up with that? We just came out from the presence of God. Why does my spouse act so ugly in the car? But it's because the arrows were coming. Get you in the flesh right away. Trying to get you in the flesh right away. It's a strategy of the enemy. Or the kids, you know. The kids acting out. What's the deal? You know, that you trained them better. What are they doing? They're trying to steal the word. Trying to steal the word. You just regulate whatever has to happen to get them back in their place. Praise the Lord. You don't have to get angry. Like, just go, ah, look at that. Look at that. There it is. We laugh at those things now because we see the strategy of the enemy to steal the precious seed. Glory to God. Everybody say, he can't have it. Yeah. 